0: Welcome to Here's My Number, So Call Me Ishmael, the podcast formerly known as Oh Very Young Thug. It's a cultural quiz show and so much more. I'm Tony, and this is Austin. Hello, Austin.
1: Hello, Tony. I would love to hear that collaboration album. <laughs> Cat Stevens up with Young Thug. Thug, Thug Stevens. <laughs> young Yusuf, maybe. Young Yusuf, Yeah.
0: I think that they have a lot to offer one another. Austin, uh, so I want so there. There are two facts that I would like you to share with the listening audience. The first fact is: could you just tell the audience the beverage that you're drinking? And then the second fact: could you tell me the time it is? If you if you look at a clock, and tell me just what the sequence of numbers is.
1: Yeah, um, I am swilling a 12 ounce can of old style classic lager poured into a self frosted generic off-brand uh, mug that I got from a Goodwill. It's got some nice legs, uh, reminiscent of seafoam. It pours a light amber, good effervescence, um, tastes like tastes like shit. <laughs> it's old style, you know? No, it tastes good.
0: And then if you look at the clock for me, and you could just, if you could do that. Um, the clock...
1: Is two forty-six.
0: Two forty-six p.m. Hmm. And that's an alcoholic beverage that you're drinking. It is, yes. Okay. Do you have anything you'd like to say for yourself?
1: Um. It's five o'clock somewhere. <laughs> well, it's five forty-six somewhere. It is also a Saturday, so. It is a Saturday. Right. It's not a work day, it's not the Lord's day.
0: It's, it's not although Austin every day is the Lord's day.
1: so this is the day the Lord has made. Yeah. let us rejoice. My mom used to sing that song to me when she'd wake me up.
0: Oh that is so sweet That's a
1: nice love you mom. That's so sweet. sorry sorry that I'm talking about beer. <laughs> my mom My mom is a listener and a, and a supporter of this show.
0: Oh, that's awesome. Hello, Mrs. Sisson. Uh speaking of moms, what does every mom have?
1: Every mom has a uh a patient heart. Aw. At, <laughs> at first. And a lot of moms continue that throughout their lives, but to to yeah. to give birth to a child you have to have a patient heart, I think.
0: Yes, I think I think that's true as well. Actually, I was talking about something that by definition all mothers have. Last episode, you were talking about uh, the difference between synthetic and things that are true. Yes.
1: Um, All mothers have children.
0: Yes. And that is the theme of today's episode.
1: That's such an organic segue, Tony.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Do you have any puns or jokes you'd like to make about the phrase organic segue? Um, that
1: would be a great, uh, theme of a Black Mirror episode.
0: Nice. Way to, uh, way to keep us relevant. Yes, the theme of today's <laughs> episode is children. This one's for all the kids out there.
1: Kids, if you're listening, stop.
0: <laughs> yeah, absolutely, yeah.
1: Although, no, I don't even need to give that. That was low-hanging fruit. This is not a raunchy, uh, podcast.
0: It's not raunchy. We will be using some mild adult language because I will be talking about uh, sort of wee-wees. ways to. Well, I'll be talking about wee wees, hoo ha's. I'll be talking about your darns and your hecks. You're
1: be talking about uh, your shoots and your.
0: shoots and your ladders. <laughs> so speaking of censoring, our first category is kids bop lyric changes. Oh
1: my gosh I was I was born to play this category
0: <laughs> A lot of these I, w- I want to s- send a special shout out to, to billboard.com in addition to providing the world with the top 40 songs at any given moment they provided me with some of the best lyric changes made by Kids Bop
1: I have one of my own that I would love to wax on. Oh, please
0: share. Time. I was going to give an example to start us off, but I would I would love to hear your example. Well, uh, it's not so much
1: of a lyrics change as it is uh, adding lyrics oh. to the song Bad Day by Daniel Powder.
0: So, you had a bad day. Take it down. You sing a sad song Tony, just to turn it around. Tony, can you uh, can you sing the know.
1: verse of that song and I will punctuate where the kids' bought additional lyrics are.
0: Okay. Where is the moment when we need it the most? Wait, no, I no, no. See, so you got to give me some
1: time in between the bars.
0: Oh, I you see. Know, there's I, some see beats. I see. Okay. <clears throat> I'll... Where is the moment when we need it the most? <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> Keep going. You kick up the leaves and the magic is lost. Ba ba na. <laughs> They tell me your blue all. skies fade
1: to they gray. In, oh, okay. They just add in yes to that song. That's because <laughs> I guess it's too sad.
0: <laughs> oh, I see. So not only are they protecting children from naughty words, they're also protecting them from the naughty feelings, unfortunate dispositions. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: <laughs> which um, this is this is particularly pertinent because I was with some friends a few weeks ago and we were sitting um, at a restaurant, and I posed the question, what song would have to come on to taint your view of this restaurant? Because we all thought it was very a very cool restaurant, great food, great atmosphere. Okay. So we all picked songs. You know, There were some classics like uh, How Far Is Heaven by Los Lonely Boys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Bad Day was one of them. Yeah, um, there were several. There were six in all. And uh, when we got back that night, we decided to see how many of those had been covered by kids bop and all of them had so
0: yeah i <laughs> actually in doing the research for this i was stunned i am, am hesitant to admit this but i am sort of disconnected from the kids bop community mm. and in doing the research for this i was shocked by the number of songs that have a kids bop rendition i mean it is yeah it's amazing it's, it's amazing if it's if it's a single that's come out in the last 15 years, you can find Mister Mister Bop has has done.
1: Has had his his grabby hands all over it. <laughs> and they even do Kids Pop Gold now and then, which is where they go back um, yeah. and hit some of the oldies,
0: hit the hit the classics.
1: <laughs> I wonder if they've ever done the Chain by Fleetwood Mac. <laughs> I want to know what they'd say in like, place of Dan. Oof. I don't know. Shucks. Probably shucks. Shucks. Shucks <laughs> your love. Shucks your lies.
0: <laughs> That's another, that one might be too sad too. They might have to interject some, uh, after some yas and some whoops. Let me give you an example of a lyrics change and then I'm going to give you, I'm going to go through some songs and I'm going to give you the original lyrics and then I want you to give me this, the, the substituted lyrics. All right. Okay. I'm ready. <clears throat> so the, the example I want to give you just to – I want to put this in your brain so that you know what sort of class of changes we're dealing with. And I, I want the audience to hear this because maybe they're not familiar with Kidz Bop and they, they, would like to, they would like to know more about Mr. Bop's work. This is a lyric change from, from Ed Sheeran's song, Sing. The original lyrics are, I told her my name and said, it's nice to meet you. And then she handed me a bottle of water with tequila. So you won't be surprised to know that they, they removed the word tequila, and they replaced that with, I told her my name, and she said, it's nice to meet you, and then she handed me a bottle of water, said nice to meet you. So that's that's wholesome.
1: So she said nice to meet you twice.
0: Should they rhyme nice to meet you with nice to meet you?
1: It's like that uh, Kid kid Rock song.
0: Yes. <clears throat> so the the next lyric, so I want you now to, I'm going to give you the original lyric, and I want you to tell me what the new one is. This is uh, one of the first lines in Macklemore's hit song, Thrift Shop, wherein he says, walk up to the club like, what up? I got a big cock. Now, (laughs) (laughs) the kids' Pop version, the kids' Pop version was changed. Uh, Would you like to guess how they changed it?
1: Walk up into the club like, what up? Um,
0: I respect cops. <laughs> good, very good. No, the actual change was walk up to the school like what up I got a big cock. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not true. The actual change was walk up to the club like what up I got a hit song.
1: Oh man, Tony. I haven't been, I haven't been <laughs> taken down a garden path like that in years. <laughs>
0: Here's another Ed Sheeran one. This is from the song Thinking Out Loud. Ed Sheeran says, Will your mouth still remember the taste of my love? What do you think Kids Bob said?
1: Will your mom still remember... Nice. ...the taste of my... hugs?
0: (laughs) Bringing it back to the mom theme.
1: That is a disgusting lyric, Ed Sheeran. (laughs)
0: It's... It's a little gross, and I'm glad that they changed it. Uh, what they changed it to, though, is, <clears throat> "Will your mouth still remember the look of my love?"
1: Oh, he's uh, he's dating a girl with um,
0: synesthesia. Yeah,
1: synesthesia. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it gets yeah uh, thinking out loud gets it's a little it's a little abstract. It's a little modern. Will your art.
1: tongue still remember the color of my voice? <laughs>
0: <laughs> and that's why, that's so Thinking Out Loud, it, it, the title makes a little more sense now.
1: Yeah, Thinking Out Loud, Smelling Out Loud,
0: <laughs>
1: A Synesthesia Ballad by Ed Sheeran <laughs> and Kids Bop.
0: This is a lyric change from the song Party Like a Rockstar by Shop Boys. Original lyric. On the yacht with Marilyn Manson, with a skull belt and wallet chain.
1: Hmm, that sounds pretty innocuous, actually.
0: <laughs> it's it's extremely innocuous, yeah. and the fact that they changed it is mind boggling.
1: <laughs> Marilyn, uh, I mean he he's gotten a bad rap, especially I guess his first album was called "Smells Like Children," so he belongs on this podcast. This particular episode. <laughs> Might not have been his first album. Tweeted us in the comments, our one, our one Twitter <laughs> follower, who happens to be a huge Marilyn Manson fan.
0: Yeah, fanatic. Can you repeat the original lyric one more time? I will repeat the original lyric. On the yacht with Marilyn Manson, with a skull belt and wallet chain. I'm going to
1: say, on a boat with Ted Danson, <laughs> my dad's friend, uh, and that's his name.
0: <laughs> <laughs> on a boat with a my Yeah, yep. <laughs> it's very close. The edit was on the yacht, yeah, we relaxin' with a cool belt and wallet chain. Mm,
1: a cool belt? <laughs> it's impossible to be cool and to have a wallet chain. Right. I think.
0: <sighs> I don't know. So sometimes they will change song lyrics. So for instance,. The Katy Perry song Dark Horse has the name Aphrodite Mm -hmm. in it, which they remove, I assume, because children might not know who Aphrodite is. So, you know, a reference to Greek mythology probably won't land with them, which maybe that's why they took out Marilyn Manson, or maybe they took him out because they thought he was a freaky dude.
1: Can we please see if Kids Bop has a version of She's So High by Tal Bachman?
0: We can Let's see here. It does seem like it. Can you do. see
1: what they interpolated instead of Aphrodite for that one? I want to check for consistency.
0: Yeah, let me give me a second. I can't find the lyrics. I let me let's let me pop on the YouTube video here.
1: Yeah, I'll do the same. Uh-huh.
0: It's in there. Cleopatra, Man. Joan of Arc or Aphrodite?
1: So they take Aphrodite out from Dark Horse. Do you think kids in the 90s knew what Aphrodite was, but
0: (laughs) modern kids don't? Only 90s kids will remember this god from Greek mythology. (laughs) Uh, These Greek
1: goddesses will take you straight back to the 90s. (laughs) You'll never believe where these Greek goddesses are now.
0: There is a YouTube comment on this video from GamerKid100 who says, Don't you miss the 90s? Back when high didn't mean drugs.
1: Oh, man. No one was getting high in the 90s. I'll tell you that.
0: <laughs> oh, it looks like uh, – so there's also a, a, a YouTube comment here. I'm about to puke. My dad's version, the original, is way better. So it, oh. looks, like, it looks like Bachman's kid. <laughs> is it is it Richard Bachman? <laughs> uh, according to the YouTube name, it is Jaquanza Joe. So it's oh. Jaquanza Joe Bachman.
1: That is a huge flaw in the kid's pop. Censoring process. and in the,
0: I, in the canon.
1: The canon. It's continuity errors out the wazoo. Yeah. There's that adult language again.
0: <laughs> here's another lyric. The Icona pop song, I Love It. Awesome song. Yeah. Absolutely awesome.
1: Song. Amazing.
0: Here's here's the, the original line. I crashed my car into a bridge. I watched. I let it burn. But how do you think Kizbop handled that?
1: And when we walked across the bridge, you know, I waited my turn.
0: Austin, that's really sweet. And actually 10 trillion times better than what they actually did.
1: <laughs> I'm trying to put myself in the headspace of a child. I, I, <laughs> I try to do that every day. Just well, to well,
0: you've, done, you've done that way better than the kid spot people. Because the kid spot people have basically put themselves in the mindset of like a robot <laughs> who is just averse to naughty things. <laughs> <laughs> the edited lyric is, you drove your car across the bridge. I watched you let it turn, (laughs) which is a little less punk rock and a little more just a description of driving.
1: Yeah, and kind of a driving from someone who hasn't taken driver's ed yet. You (laughs) let it turn.
0: I watched you let it turn. Let it turn. (laughs) I see you're trying to redeem your Frozen references.
1: Right. Never seen it.
0: You drove your car across the bridge. I watched you let it
1: turn. <laughs> you know how I felt about that last question, Tony?
0: How'd you feel about it? I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> cool. Glad we glad we could do that reference. The final song, the final edit. And this is, I think this is my favorite one. This is One Republic's Counting Stars the original lyrics. I feel something so right by doing the wrong thing.
1: So this is sort of a goofus and gallant edit. This is kind of a... Goofus isn't really doing anything wrong. He's just has a, a mindset that's not going to get him a good job in and a, and a good way. <laughs>
0: Can you say it one more time? The original lyric. I feel something so right by doing the wrong thing.
1: Um... It shouldn't be so tight, my brand new dong ring. <laughs>
0: uh, <laughs> Ugh! To the kids who thought that this episode was for them, I apologize. Uh, yeah. No, the edited lyric, Austin, is "I feel something so right by doing the right thing." Oh. So That's... it's just—it's just wholesome. It's just nice. It's just a nice song.
1: Doing the right thing makes me feel so right. <laughs> yeah, I like that. I'm going to put that on after this.
0: Well, yeah, the kids' Pop version, though. Yeah. should make a
1: playlist to post with this episode.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you did that once on your blog where you did a, a, a playlist of songs that we reference. I, I did. Thought that was, I thought that was cool.
1: Yeah, it was very meta. So,
0: it's cool. That's called cross
1: promotion. It's uh, you have to do it to make it far. Yeah,
0: okay. Media the, uh, empires, media empires like ours, require that sort of thing.
1: Yeah, totally. We need collaborators.
0: Yeah. Uh, Austin, watch out! <gasps> I've titled this section "Watch Out" because I found an article on CommonSenseMedia.org, our most cited source. I found an article from Common Sense Media titled "Watch Out." 100 movies you might regret showing your kids
1: <laughs> unless you're a bad mom.
0: <laughs> and I before getting into this because we're going to be there's going to be some goofs, there's going to be some gags. You and I are going to we're probably going to make some jokes at the expensive common sense media. I'm gonna crack wise. We're going to I want to make it I want to make it clear that I don't necessarily hate the premise of a website that helps you identify possible risk factors for children.
1: Absolutely not. I have done this with groups that aren't even my family.
0: Right. And in fact, one could possibly make the case that people who aren't your family are probably the most important to do this sort of research for because you don't want to be held liable for the things that they see.
1: Right. Totally. I remember uh, when I was a thirteen-year-old volunteer counselor, the full counselors at summer camp put on grease for a bunch of like six-year-olds and then left, ah. and then left to go smoke. <laughs> um,
0: well, it's it's good that you bring up grease because that that is going to be coming up later. Yeah, and so I I don't you know some people think that any sort of you know monitoring of what children watch is censorship, and having read many comments on commonsensemedia.org, I can say that people are vehemently opposed to even the principle. And I'm, I'm not opposed to the principle. I think some children are sensitive to some things and, and maybe a movie isn't the best way to experience it. And I think there are outdated values in movies that show up that children should be maybe prepared for or should be discussed. I agree. I think the sort of counterpoint that I want to make here is is: there is an internet commenter, didn't have a username, anonymous user, but this commenter said in all lowercase without any punctuation. I hate politialically corrects you are tormenting our lives.
1: Mm. And, and I might write, I don't want my children to look at this comment.
0: <laughs> right. So I'm, I'm quickly going to spell some of the words in there. So the word politialically and this comment is spelled P-O-L-I-T-I-A-C-L-L-Y. Mm. So if you're in a spelling bee, your word is Politealically, could you please use that in a sentence? I hate politealically corrects you are tormenting our lives.
1: Language of origin. (laughs)
0: Language of origin, the internet. (laughs) Um, And then, now I think what this person meant to say was tormenting our lives. That's O-U-R. But what they said was tormenting our lives. That's A-R-E. Phonetically,
1: very similar. You are tormenting our lives. (laughs) he lives still
0: yeah well and the yeah so the additional thing is there's no punctuation here to to guide me so maybe it's you are tormenting r which is to say you really want to emphasize the fact that they are doing this lives and that's just a command
1: R tormenting r is a onomatopoeia and by that i mean palindrome Of words, (laughs) not of letters. So
0: (laughs) That's a paladrum of words, yeah. Yeah. R tormenting R backwards is Era Genit Namrat era.
1: Satan appears. It's not a (laughs) somehow.
0: Uh, so that that is the sort of comment I wanna I wanna say that's that's sort of a counterpoint. Absolutely.
1: That being said
0: That being said let's jump right in so austin this this article uh watch out 100 movies you might regret showing your kids there are a few different categories they are films that could traumatize your kids these are films that include death and dying the next category is unexpectedly sexy moments
1: (laughs) sounds like a craigslist uh
0: which yes exactly
1: it's a misconnection on Craigslist. Do you think that that uh, do you think that that is uh something where like you didn't think a sex thing was going to happen and then it does, or do you think it's a, a sort of repressed dad watching Princess and the Frog and like getting really turned on by, by frogs, like this was un- oh, this was unexpectedly sexy this, as a this parent. Is
0: most unexpected. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's more of a warning to parents then.
1: Right. This is like, yeah, you might uh, might be triggered by this.
0: The next category is surprisingly scary scenes. Mm. See, I think,
1: yeah, I would love to. I, I want to see this list. I'm excited to talk about this.
0: Yes. The next category is, what did he just say? <laughs> the subtitle of which is, some of your childhood favorites probably have more four-letter words than you recall.
1: Mm. Goonies.
0: Yeah, Goonies makes a few appearances here. And in these categories, then the last two categories, I think, are a good example of the actual, and I'm saying this with a sincere tone in my voice, because I genuinely believe this, I think one of the best features of this website are that they, the last two categories are racial stereotypes and old-fashioned gender roles. Oh,
1: yeah, that's great. And I would not have expected to see that on there.
0: Yes, and I I think that they do a very good job of handling that for the most part. And so I think it's really cool. So I I probably won't make a ton of fun of those sections, but... um, That being said, (laughs) would you like to guess which movie appears on the most of these lists? There's one movie that appears in four of these lists.
1: Okay, run down the categories real quick one more time.
0: I will. I will run down these categories. These are films that could traumatize your kids, unexpectedly sexy moments, surprisingly scary scenes. What did he just say? racial stereotypes, and old-fashioned gender roles. Um, As sort of a primer, you have mentioned Goonies, which appears in two of those lists. You have also mentioned Grease, which appears in three. Yeah, I'm trying to think of something
1: unexpectedly scary. I mean, kind of the 80s, pre-PG-13 realm, where you get movies like E.T., which is not necessarily
0: et shows up three times yeah those those movies et big goonies like we already said those yeah before pg-13 existed was a a scary time to be a parent taking your child to a film because in addition to the lacking of a pg-13 rating there was no common sense media.org that's
1: true the internet was not there to protect us from uh, offensive content
0: <laughs> exactly the internet's number one role are there any uh, indiana jones films on there not in terms of the top one. In terms of uh, racial stereotypes, the Temple of Doom shows up.
1: Okay. Yeah. I was. I mean, that would show up on all of them for me. I think. <laughs> let's see. Let's see. I'm trying to think of just a.
0: Here's a hint, Austin. If you're trying to think of a movie that is in any way objectionable at all, then you're th- you're barking up the wrong tree. Oh God. <laughs> because the number one movie will blindside oh, you.
1: Uh, it's not the blind side. It's not the blind side. The number one movie, I'm gonna say Ferngully.
0: <laughs> Not a terrible guess, because it came out it's an animated movie that came out around the same time.
1: Oh uh, okay. Fully animated or partially? Fully. I was gonna say who framed Roger Rabbit, but oh, um, yeah. Yeah. fully animated film. Disney? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Can you tell me the categories that it uh, that it it offends?
0: Yes, I, it, it is traumatic. It is unexpectedly sexy. It is unexpectedly scary, and includes, according to this website, some outdated gender roles. Beauty and the Beast. Yes, exactly right. Wow. Yes.
1: I'm I'm glad we're having this discussion because. I guess I could see some of those things, but you're right. I would not have originally thought of it as an offensive film. Yeah. But yeah, when they trap, when they trap crazy old Maurice in his cart, that always kind of freaks me out a little bit.
0: Um, although I may have actually goofed. It may not be in... One second. Frick. Frick. <laughs> Frick. I may have goofed. Well then, let me, let me backpedal a little bit. So it turns out it's only in three of them, which means that it is tied for first place with Grease, E.T., And 16 candles, which has not yet been mentioned. It is in sexy, scary, and outdated gender roles.
1: Yeah, I would have said, uh, I would not have said sexy. (laughs) Yeah.
0: So the claim that they make for sexy is that the silly women who sort of fawn over Gaston. Out oh, uh, there he goes. Yes, and a few other women, like in the bar scene where he's singing about how great he is, have excessive cleavage, which yeah, they, they regard as for sure. as inappropriately sexy. And those
1: ladies kind of turn up in. They turn up in Aladdin. They turn up in.
0: Where else are they?
1: They uh, they're a mainstay. I feel like when uh they were <laughs>
0: classic Disney falling back on the female form to to sell tickets.
1: Yeah, kind of a Greek chorus of breasts <laughs> and lips. <laughs> the three ladies, they always just kind of chime in during the main songs. Yeah. Still, I think he's rather
0: tasty. You remember that let me, from Aladdin? Yes, yes. Let me, let me read you the exact descript, description of, of their breasts. <clears throat> the scene in which... Everyone participates in the rousing number Gaston has a surprising amount of jiggly cleavage on display, courtesy of the Buxom Barmaids.
1: Mm. Jiggly cleavage, courtesy of Busty Barmaids. That's like a Tilted Kilt. <laughs>
0: That's an advertisement. Yeah, yeah They they, they stripped that straight from the ad copy of some Tilted Kilt's promotions.
1: There's a uh, restaurant on the way home to Indianapolis called Twin Peaks. Which- <laughs> Awesome. I think I think it is very funny. And it shaped like a hunting lodge like an Oregon hunting lodge. Fat. And so you'd think awesome. you were in for some great like uh, mid nineties surrealism. Right,
0: yeah, it's like it's one of those like pop up bars. And the sexism, an interesting thing that they bring up is is that Bell, you know, is presented as, as reasonably forward and, and progressive as as a as a woman, but Gaston is sort of a unfortunate stereotype of what it means to be a man. And I think mm. that's that's a reasonable case to make.
1: It is, although I don't feel like Gaston is ever presented as a heroic
0: no, character. He's no, never, he's never celebrated, but he still does sort of, you know, even though he's not celebrated, he still does sort of put forward a, uh, I, I I'll I will go so far as to say, a negative perspective on what it means to be a man.
1: Yeah, I would say that too. And I, I would also say that while I think that Beauty or Belle and the Beast's relationship is, Moves along mostly at her changing him for mm-hmm. the better. You know, the whole frame story is that she's trapped against she's trapped against her will until she decides that yes. she actually likes him.
0: Yes, it's um, a little a little abductee, little right. Stockholm syndrome. definitely. Yeah, it's a good point. The unexpectedly sexy moments page. I found another comment. I'd like to hear your take on this mom's strategy. Parent of a four and eight-year-old. Uh, At least she was in in, a four and eight-year-old. Excuse me, a four and (laughs) eight-year-old. She's parent to one four and eight-year-old. No, she's parent to a four-year-old and an eight-year-old, although that was in February 20 of 2013, which means at this point they're looking at maybe eight and 12 or Mm. nine and nine and 13, depending on when their birthdays are. She says on February 20, 2013, she says, I love E.T., but Elliot Calling his brother penis breath is just so wrong. Now, note that she has replaced the first E in the word penis breath with the hashtag symbol, the pound sign. It is also known as an octothorpe to those in the industry. So she says, when Elliot calls his brother penis breath is just so wrong. I always cough loudly or sneeze when it comes up. <laughs> Which makes me, I just, I picture her kids. Mom, are, are you Okay. <laughs> I was coughing during this film.
1: How many times does he say penis breath? Is it pneumonia level or like recovering <laughs> from a cold level?
0: It's just penis breath, penis breath, penis breath. I chew, I chew. <coughs> Somebody did respond to that comment by saying that penis is not a naughty word. It is just a body part. So we're sort of getting both viewpoints.
1: You're right. That would be like saying, hey, spleen guy. Shut up, spleen. Hey, spleen sorry. Man, sorry. Man. Say,
0: say spleen again on the count of three. Ready? One, two, three. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's just a body part. Say, I mean, it's a... say another body part on the count of three. You ready? One, two, three. A chew, That's for all the kids out there. For all the kids
1: out there, just a body part. It's kind of a it's kind of a homophobic slur.
0: It is a little bit, yeah. Not even a little bit. It is. I put
1: that now outdated gender roles, Tony.
0: I I would too.
1: And unexpectedly sexy. <laughs> for sure.
0: Definitely. So that's uh that's common sense media. That's what they've got to say about just looking out for the kids. You know, just
1: looking out. For the kids. Beautiful. Just looking out for the kids. What do you think they'll rate this podcast?
0: This is expectedly sexy. Mm-hmm. Surprisingly scary scenes did we scare anyone? I don't think so.. Okay. Sometimes information is scary. sometimes people sort of knowledge knowledge scares people. So that yeah, that's true. There's a lot of lot of information and knowledge. Tony, what is that? What is knowledge? No, do you hear that right behind you? <gasps> nice. That was surprisingly scary.
1: mm-hmm. Right. It was great.
0: Now, it, t- what didn't come across in this audio medium was that there was a machete wielding murderer behind me, and
1: right. That's hard to that's hard to, to paint a word picture hard of. Hard
0: to convey, yeah, but very scary in a surprising way. I mean, this was this is a person that were you to see him on the street. and this is a diminutive, a diminutive man, soft spoken under normal circumstances. So very surprising that he would be scary, right?
1: And it turns out he's just there to. Fix your pipes.
0: <laughs> oh, surprisingly sexy.
1: Right. <laughs> and also surprisingly scary because you didn't know that your pipes were even broken. What a
0: twist. Our last category, you know, the, the first two categories were For the Children. This, I, I've titled this category From the Children. Oh, and nice. this this category is the youngest Academy Award winners and nominees, this being for actor and actress in a leading and supporting role. Off the top of your head, are you able to come up with any uh, young actor, actress nominees slash winners?
1: Yeah, I can't pronounce her name.
0: <laughs> so, so it's up to it's it's up to me now to decide if you are just making this up and you just want me to fill in a difficult to pronounce name.
1: I know her last name is Wallace. Okay i don't want to butcher her uh her first name
0: yes i don't want to butcher her name either yes her last name is wallace in beasts of the southern wild yes and she is indeed she is the youngest nominee for best actress in a leading role she did not win but she is the youngest nominee in that position and have we seen
1: her uh have we seen her recently
0: in in person or in in film or media, well, either. <laughs> in person, I I personally have not. Her name is pronounced Quvenzhané. Quvenzhané, that is an excellent name. She also starred in in Annie, but did not receive any did not receive any at least notable awards. Any
1: parents? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, we can tease fictional orphans.
1: That's a good band name.
0: Fictional Orphans? Yeah. yeah that's good. Yes, Quivenze Wallace was nine years and 135 days old when she was nominated.
1: Man, oh man.
0: Pretty impressive. What were you doing as a nine-year-old, Austin?
1: I think I was like trying to figure out which sticks I could and couldn't eat.
0: Um, <laughs> were you a termite as a nine-year-old?
1: <laughs> in the woods behind my house, I was probably playing a lot of... Rogue Squadron and Star Wars Episode One Racer on my Dell desktop. Right. There was one time I tried to electrify my doorknob to keep my <laughs> sister out of out of the room, which looking back was very dangerous, my methodology. <laughs> so yeah, that's what I was up to.
0: That's what you were up to. Any other you know off the top of your head? Any young young people?
1: Let me think here. I'm trying to remember her name. She's now known for being a pitch perfect standby, pitch perfect two and three. Yes, she is known for that. But she was nominated for True Grit. She was. And it's is it Maddie?
0: Her name is Haley Steinfeld.
1: Haley Steinfeld. Haley yes. Steinfeld. I was thinking of Maddie Ziegler. I see. Who has not been nominated for anything?
0: Criminally so.
1: Haley Steinfeld. Uh, her name was Maddie Ross in True Grit. That's I that's see, what I was getting mixed up I see. with.
0: So you were so far ahead of me. Well, she was
1: so. She embodied the character so well, I don't she even see her as a still, real person. Even
0: today, even today. Why is this Why is this little cowboy girl singing a cappella? <laughs> you said to yourself.
1: This little cowboy girl. <laughs> I'm going to say that. Dakota Fanning in Les Mis?
0: No, uh, she does not at least appear in the. The uh, top ten.
1: Here, how about August Rush boy, Haley Joel Osmond? Haley Joel Osmond.
0: Haley Joel Osmond appears yes for a film by the name of The Sixth Sense.
1: Mmm. Yes.
0: He was eleven years old in that movie.
1: Unbelievable. You
0: really, and he carried it too. I mean, Bruce Willis, fine, but he carried it.
1: Right, but then you kind of realize that Bruce Willis uh, wasn't there at all. <laughs>
0: Yeah, Oilers. when they when they filmed it, when people other than Haley Joel were in the room, they hid they hid Bruce, so, <laughs> so that to, to maintain realism.
1: Man, that would have been that would have been great, honestly. <laughs> I don't want to break my winning streak. I kind of want you to just tell me some of the other ones I'll before give you, I say well, I'll,
0: I'll give you some clues. Among the youngest nominees for supporting role, you already got Haley Joel Osment, but but quite a few of the of these young men. Basically, their character is just a kid who's hanging out with a dude. So, for instance, Haley Joel Osment is a kid who's hanging out with Bruce Willis. Sure. The, the youngest nominee is a kid who is hanging out with Dustin Hoffman.
1: K, um
0: K is the right first letter of the film. It's been in the news lately
1: because... Oh, because of his sexual misconduct allegations. Yes.
0: And in particular, on the set of this film, he was inappropriate. Kramer v. Kramer? Kramer v. Kramer, yes. The child actor is named Justin Henry, and at the young age of eight years, 276 days, he was nominated for the Oscar for Best Actor in a Supporting Role. Mm. Another one of the nominees who's just a kid hanging out with a dude is he was just a kid hanging out with Johnny Depp.
1: Just a kid hanging out with Johnny Depp was that? Uh, was that Leonardo DiCaprio?
0: It was Leonardo DiCaprio.
1: In what's eating Gilbert Grape?
0: In what's eating Gilbert Grape? Yes, nineteen years old. And then uh, another one of these kids was just a kid hanging out with Casey Affleck.
1: Oh boy, I don't like I don't like that man. <laughs> so uh, Dustin Hoffman and Casey. Yeah. A kid hanging out with Casey Affleck was that Lucas Hedges? It was yes. Hell yeah. He's going places. You think so? Yeah. Love that kid. What about a kid hanging out with his real dad, Jaden Smith, in Pursuit of Happiness?
0: Didn't get nominated. Do you think that if they would have spelled happiness right, he would have gotten more job opportunities? I think so. I think, well, because it's hard to Google it, right? Because you Google Pursuit of Happiness, all you get is that Kid Cuddy song. Yeah, just Kid Cudi. Kid Cudi. So that was supporting actors. Let's talk about supporting actresses now. The youngest is a young woman by the name of Tatum O'Neill in the film Paper Moon. Mm. However, right on her tail, so Tatum O'Neal was 10 years, 106 days. Right on her tail at 10 years, 141 days was Mary Batum, who portrayed Scout in this podcast's favorite movie, To Kill a Mockingbird. To Kill a Mockingbird.
1: Oh, would yes. you call that a paper yeah. tail?
0: <laughs> I would. Did she follow it on? I would. Yes, in Paper Moon, Tatum O'Neill's character is often smoking a cigarette, and the director sort of headed off any conflict that that might cause by explaining that the cigarettes were fake, and instead of having tobacco in them, they had lettuce in them. Oh. Which evidently still made her quite nauseous.
1: How do you light something that's 90% water, Tony?
0: I, I don't know.
1: Mind freak. <laughs>
0: The director also claimed that working with the young actress was one of the most miserable experiences of his life. Oh, goodness. So, so there is that.
1: Because he just wanted a cigarette.
0: <laughs> well, that and any other job. So step outside of the word of film here. If your job was to regularly interact with a 10-year-old and try to get that 10-year-old to do things, I think that that would be annoying.
1: Yeah, because I agree.
0: Ten-year-olds, by and large, are pretty annoying.
1: That's true. Sorry, ten-year-olds.
0: <laughs> so she she won. So she is the youngest winner and nominee. the The second youngest winner of Best Actress in a Supporting Role is a young woman by the name of Anna Paquin for her role in The Piano. And she it wasn't won. for Fly Away Home. It was not for Fly Away Home. She said later that she, so that movie came out in 1993, and in 2009, she said that she had actually only finally got around to seeing the movie, because when she was a kid, there was too much sexual content in the movie, there was too much surprising sexual moments in the movie, so she didn't actually watch it as a kid. So she won an Oscar without even seeing the movie she was in.
1: That is amazing. And it reminds me of my Rudy, my Rudy tape, my signed Rudy tape. Right.
0: Yes, Absolutely.
1: Anna Paquin, I feel like, doesn't get her dues. She's a good actress. She's just delightful, yeah. Yeah, Big fan.
0: Those were our two supporting roles. Let's hop over to our leading roles. The absolute youngest nominee is a kid by the name of Jackie Cooper, who started a movie called Skippy in the year
1: 1930,
0: Mm. He was a child of nine years at the time. And for this one, Austin, my question for you is, what would you do if you wanted to make a child cry in a film?
1: Um, what would I do to make a child cry?
0: I'll tell you, I'll tell you what the director did. <clears throat> so uh, it, the point in the movie was that the child was supposed to be crying over a dog who had either died or had been taken away by a, a dog catcher which is a common occupation in early 20th century film and TV. So the director, who the director who was the child's uncle, by the way, took this child's dog and made this child genuinely believe that this dog was brought behind a shed and shot by having a member of the film crew take the dog behind a shed and fire a blank at the dog. Holy
1: cannoli. <laughs> Did it work? Did and he Did he get tears?
0: Boy, howdy, did he get tears. And even after, like, explaining to the child that this was not real and showing the dog alive, apparently the child was crying. And the Internet Movie Database says, in addition, Jackie, the child, said he lost a lot of respect for his uncle that day, which is perhaps an unsurprising thing to happen.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Although lost a lot of respect that seems like kind of a lucid adult change of mind yeah I've, i i
0: suspect that this came out when upon reflection jackie cooper was talking about this in retrospect but that's our youngest our youngest winner
1: it's miserable
0: adrian brody is the youngest that's our, sorry that was our youngest nominee adrian brody is our youngest winner wow his role in the, the pianist Austin, can you on the count of three? I'm going to say the word pianist, and I'm going to have you sneeze. Are you
1: ready? Okay, I'm ready.
0: One, two, three. Pianist. That's true. Thank you. Wait, how old is how old is he in the pianist? He, well, it, you have led me to my next point that I want to make, Austin, and that is he was 29 years old, which really isn't that young, especially given that among the women, the youngest winner, winner is 21, and the 10th place person. The 10th place woman was 26 years old. So all of the top 10 winners for youngest actress in a leading role are younger than even the youngest winner of actor in a lead role. Goodness, Which is crazy. I, and, and that's true of the nominees as well. And I, I think that that is a reflection on the topic of outdated gender roles. I think that that is a reflection on the way that culture treats women
1: hmm tell me more
0: just that there is sort of a women are exclusively celebrated when they are young whereas men young old whatever you want to say they have opportunities and are awarded and things like that yeah
1: when you're an older woman actress here you're stately right yeah you're never picked for star appeal although um yeah, no, I definitely agree with that. Know yeah. all those.
0: Yeah, and that's and that's not to say, obviously, you know, that there are no old women in film who are doing amazing things. But I think in terms of, um, I think younger women get celebrated. You know, that's not to say that Meryl Streep isn't an amazing actress. But I think that young women get celebrated oftentimes at the expense of older, extremely talented women.
1: Extremely talented. Yeah. Hey, Sally Hawkins, forty-one years old, I believe. There you go. In a uh, in a leading lady position, um, that's been universally praised and uh,
0: kind of has a sexual component to it. Yeah. Here's something interesting: Orson Welles was 26 years old in Citizen Kane. Isn't that crazy? Goodness. I thought I would have thought he was way older. I would have said 44.
1: I mean, he he looks way older. I mean, the clapping scene, which is the the gif that everyone who hasn't seen Citizen Kane is familiar with. Yeah, he looks quite a bit older.
0: Yeah. He looks handsome. He's a handsome man. I'll give you a quick rundown on the, the top three winners in every category in terms of youngest winners for Best Actor in a Leading Role, Adrian Brody in The Pianist. Can you sneeze again? Uh, sure. Thank you. Richard Dreyfuss in The Goodbye Girl and Marlon Brando in On the Waterfront. Yeah. Mm. Um, For Actress in a Leading Role, the youngest winners are Marley Matlin for Children of a Lesser God. How old? 21. Jennifer Lawrence for Silver Linings Playbook at 22. And Janet Gaynor, also at 22. She's from 1927, so that was a long time ago. She's from 1927? (laughs) She is. She's from so long ago. Yep. So that is uh, for the children from the children. That's that's our that's our podcast for the day.
1: For the children from the children, and now to the children. <laughs> all I have a the... a challenge a challenge to all children. Stay stay
0: uh stay young. Stay young. We want to thank Mr. Jude Schuma. That's J U D E space S H U M A Jude Schuma for allowing us to use one of his songs as our intro and outro music. I highly recommend giving him a listen. We also want to thank our good friend, Anna Swieringa for making our logo. We want to thank you for listening. Austin. I want to thank you for sitting down with a brew with a, with a cold one and, uh, rapping with me today. Do you have anything you'd like to add? I got nothing. well, if you have nothing else to say, then uh, we, can, we can call it a day, huh? I think so. Goodbye.